Hello, 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 my <laughs> cocktail kit and caboodles. This is your host, Blue Waters, and I'm coming to you live from Be Exposed Radio with my socialites for another cocktail social. Say hey, everybody. Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That's not what you wanted. Is, is that not what you wanted? No. Hey. <laughs> No, do it again, Nate. I mean, let me see something. Something started happening when you did that voice. Do it again. <laughs> Ew, that, never mind. I'm gonna keep it to myself. I don't want to happen again. When you when you did the what's up, what's up, what's up, that 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 almost did something. That it did made, something. That that almost made the cat rise. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! If you are joining. If you're joining us, this is the Cocktail Social. If you've been following us, I hope you've grabbed your cocktails. This is Be Exposed Radio. This is the Adult Happy Hour. Mm. You are always putting something in your mouth. You said the cocktail. I don't do cocktails, so I'm, I'm I ordered from the kitchen. So what do you? So what do you have? You have something against cock or tails? Which one? <laughs> No, no grudge. No grudge. <laughs> Which one? I just want to know. <laughs> no grudge. No grudge. Mm, mm, Mr. Mm. Gilmore, hey. What's going on? What's going on, Big Pimpin? Oh, what are we drinking? Peanut butter whiskey. Ooh, peanut mm. butter whiskey. Oh, wow. He was talking about that last week. Mm. shit. Peanut butter whiskey. Is that the a peanut butter liqueur? Sheep dog. Yes. Hello. Ain't, ain't nothing like a sheep dog. <laughs> Can you taste <laughs> the peanut butter or the peanut in it? Huh? Tastes kind of like a buttery nipple. Uh-huh. Oh shit! I like buttery nipples. But... <laughs> I <get> like nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a little bit richer though. It's real good. Strong as a bitch too. It's good. Oh, okay. All right, all right for you to, for the buttery nipples. I'm not nothing wrong with the buttered nipple. Hi, Miss Mazel. Hey, y'all. Hey. hey. I'm sorry, I ain't got my I ain't got my camera on because I'm Mm-mm. I'm I was trying to log in on my computer Mm-mm. and mm-hmm. I'm having issues with my computer. So stay on her. Huh? Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't go on porn hub on my computer. <laughs> they also site. <laughs> Shit. Nah, I don't do all that. <laughs> oh, are we are we hunting the air? Yes, yeah. Oh, we hunting the air. Mm-hmm. There ain't shit going on. I mean, ain't shit. I've been uh painting and. Um, what else I didn't do yet? That's pretty much about it. Been doing a little bit of crochet because I got some orders and stuff to do, but other than that. Okay, okay. Well, I'm waiting for the, the 
Well, first of all, hold on. You celebrated a birthday. No, Kate, Miss Miss Kate celebrated. Was, well, a no, I was trying to get my get all of my Sagittariuses that are in the house. Oh I yeah, mine ain't till mine ain't till next Thursday. Miss Miss Kay's birthday was yesterday. I know her birthday was yesterday. I was waiting for her to come in there so I can give a big old shout out and happy birthday. I was over there the day before and I was telling her a story that tickled her soul. But <laughs> I'm gonna see. It's okay. That's you just coming up into it. Well, when she gets here, hopefully she gets here, but she may be celebrating. But if you are watching, Miss K, happy birthday to you, beloved. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was somebody, a mouthful. Um, somebody offering a little bit more than birthday wishes. You heard, you heard how he said it too, didn't you? It was uh-huh. a, it was a he whole. Said, he sounded like he got a buttery nipple right now. Greased <laughs> 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 up. I don't have to grease my nipples up. They, they, <laughs> he said they're already oily, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! no I, well. I'm going to bow out of that pre-packaged grease nipple. Uh, <laughs> ew. I was like sitting there like, ew, a greasy nipple. Not a pre-packaged grease nipple. <laughs> it came pre-greased. pre-greased no, 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 it got to be gross. It's pe- <laughs> it, that's past tense, gross. <laughs> it's, gross. it's a gross nipple. Look, <laughs> mm. Nate said, how, how dare you talk about these luscious Ariolas. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. We had some wonderful questions um, and topics that I saw, and I don't know where to start because I don't know which one is good. Now, oh, you know what? The one about the um, Israeli space, uh, the a guy that retired from the Israeli space. Um, mm-hmm. A program who allegedly stated that there were aliens and they were waiting for the human race to evolve to show their presence and the government supposed to know about it. What are your thoughts about that? Yep. I believe him. I believe him too. I mean, but I like that he went even as far to say as like, we've already been to Mars. There's an underground station in Mars where the world has been working with the aliens from different planets, and they're all working together on Mars and shit like that. I was like, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> makes sense to me. It, right. <laughs> I mean, what else? Look, what else they up there for? Ain't ain't nothing up there but a bunch of red dust from what they let us know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. I think the misconception with aliens, not that I, I speak on behalf of all aliens. I was about to say the spokesperson. I, I am the, I am the I run the aliens. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, no, but I really feel like, you know, we kind of put aliens in the context of Europeans where mm-hmm. we've been thought kind of bred to think that a a group would come here rage war, spread disease, colonize, and murder, and all that type of shit. You know, that's European shit. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think aliens are probably a lot different than what we can really understand. And their goals and intents are probably very different from what human goals and intents are. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think that I, I, fuck with them. I think they just don't want to come in. I think for real, they just lined up. They like, aliens got they, like, involved. they like, fuck this place. <laughs> I think they already here because movies have a way of, of um, pre-shadowing yes. life. And I, I always felt like the movie industry was working with the government to kind of, you know, soften the blow of a <laughs> future reality on us. Oh, so you mean to tell me that we might be mutants that have powers and kill each other and all that? Wouldn't that be stuff? the shit? When I, mean, I don't want to kill each other, but I do want to kill something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My luck, my ass would be like the fucking beast or some shit where I, I'm just like strong and hairy. I already got this. Aren't you hairy now? That already is my mutant power. I, I, I got was this. about to say, like, what would <laughs> what would your what would your mutant power be if you had one? Who? What would your, if you had a mutant power? What would it be? What do I want it to be? I, or oh, would it I would. Be? I would like to be a shapeshifter that actually, when I did um change it to other people, I was able to use their powers as well. Something like more. That, that, that's the same thing Dang. I said. That's Dang. the same thing. I was about to say more. Dang. Good one. You know, I would want... Um, 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 oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was a nice <laughs> effect. I like that. Both um, sonic powers. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, my power would be to emit a pheromone that would make people tell the truth and fall in love and kind of keep them at my, to, to make them submit to me. He'd be a rape mutant. Oh, exactly. oh, oh, you want to be, you want to, you want to be Wonder Woman's last song. He fought to let people fall in love with him. He's a rape whore. The yeah. No, so I didn't, I, no, I, if I touched you, it made it stronger. But it's a pheromone. So just by me being in your presence, I would admit like Come a on, perfume baby, are, that are would make you... Are we talking about X-Men or are we talking about Poison Ivy? What's going right. on? No, actually, that is an that is a Marvel... Con- that yeah, is that X-Men. is X-Men where they, they yeah. basically influence people. <laughs> Based off mm. of the pheromones. Yeah, so I would want that. Or telepathy. Just to be to be able to read someone's mind, and you the last read. person that need to have telepathy, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't trust. You don't trust that I would be. I would build my powers to response to everybody else that laughs. <laughs> you mean told you what to do, and you sitting there like, "Why am I doing this?" Right. <laughs> I mean. I know how to reel my powers responsibly. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Ray Moore, the mutant. <laughs> mm-hmm. No more what group was sessions your... for, for him. He had everybody your... sex with each other. No, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be just about sex. There would be, <laughs> there's a lot of benefits to having the ability to read people's minds or mm-hmm. to influence them to tell you the truth. So that's, mm-hmm. a, I mean, I could be an excellent lawyer. So you want to be like a Jean. full-on Jean Grey where you have tele- telepathy and telekinesis or you just want tele- telepathy? You know what? The funny thing is, is that I always thought I loved, Jean Grey was my favorite character in mm-hmm. all of Marvel. She is my favorite. I ain't she is my, my favorite. favorite. And especially when she became the Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. I think I don't, I, because she was the vessel for the Phoenix, I've always liked the mythology of the Phoenix Force 
So I've always been like attached to that portion of the comics. Um, mm. Telepathy, telekinesis, any psionic ability has always made me somebody like that's always been my go-to. Um, even a white queen, she was um, Emma Frost. Emma Frost, I, yeah. I liked her, her character. But um, I think that at some point I felt like Jean was overpowered in a sense. And I don't know if she was overpowered. When she, well, I'll say this. She was overpowered when she became the Phoenix. That's when she was just a juggernaut. But no, I, technically, oh, never mind. I ain't getting this near. I ain't going to do this. Why not? You come know, on, come to, on, no. You're about to get no, the Marvel, the the Marvel nerd. Look, know it, 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 the itch hit me. I was like, well. You <laughs> are, are the president. Come on now. This is your. This is what you do. This is what you, this is what you like. And so, um, I haven't been in. I haven't been. Um, a full-on comic book buff since I was a teenager, but I've always liked the mythologies. I've always liked the stories and stuff like that. But I've always, I always felt that when she was the thing, she was basically, she was the shit. Yeah, she ain't topping. Um, Jonathan, listen. If it was another person, I would want to have Scarlet Witch's powers. That's whose powers I want. I want Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is not stronger than... uh, Phoenix is not stronger than Scarlet Witch. I mean, Phoenix is stronger than Scarlet Witch. Um, Only thing, but Phoenix can't control hers, though. Phoenix can control hers. What she couldn't control was when she was using the projection of Jean Grey. When Jean Grey, the human, took on the Phoenix power, then she could control it. Oh, okay. Mm. Like, I could really go deep into this shit. Y'all should see... So that's what she was, the dark Phoenix. Niggas always think I'm about to rob them. I'm like, no, nah, I really want comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. And also, um, I'm, the way that they've depicted aliens in the movies kind of make me, I, I'm interested in seeing what they would actually look like. I don't Not think they aliens. look too much different than us, to be honest. I don't either, but I believe their interpretation of us may be different. I think that they would probably look at us like roaches. <laughs> like, well, what do they look like, roaches? Then, <laughs> yeah. and you get an interview, you gotta go to a job interview, and they start integrating uh, aliens into the workforce, and you get interviewed by an oversized talking roach. Like, I die. How you? How I'd most have, people like, ain't to process that. Die this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 yes, we can see you, Karen, and we can hear you. Yes, we can see you and hear you. Okay. Well, there was some, I want to say there was like some government, some Canadian government official who said that there were aliens among us. They're called the the white something. I'm trying to find the article. You gotta be white. Where they're, they are... Mm. No, because they are they almost look like Caucasian albinos. Like they are oh, very the white pale face. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have I've white seen, hair. I've Those are some of the aliens that are among us. They really can't make up their minds because then one part of them says that black people are aliens and that's why we have the ability to build all that we build. Not the fact that we could just be fucking brilliant and shit. And then I don't doubt it. Uh, the other concept of, I think that it's very dismissive to believe that black people in their humanity are not powerful enough to manifest greatness. That we would have to be 
somewhere else. <laughs> like, granted, yes, scientifically, we are made of stardust. That is just yeah. what we are. But everyone is. I think, and it just pisses me off whenever I hear that they that you would try to denigrate black people to not still trying to be subhuman. Like, no, nah, we the shit. <laughs> I'm not sure what um what institution he, he worked for, but he used to work for like, I want to say NASA or something. And he said that they did have pictures of aliens coming out of spaceships and they were really tall black men. Like, like, like not, you know, maybe they were just black and they were, they were probably about maybe eight to 10 feet tall. And, um, he said, he said that they had pictures and stuff of it. Um, and at you know at the NASA headquarters. Now, how true that is, you know, who knows? But I mean, it's not, it's not that hard to believe. I think we all aliens. Everybody, everybody on this planet. I mean, look at how much, how many. I was talking about this earlier. That's crazy. How many different species of of beings are on this planet? I mean, from bugs to rodents to um, you know reptiles. Um, all types of stuff, and and all of it is being sustained on this on this planet. So who's to say that a chicken is not just an alien from another planet that is so what, quite delicious? So what, I think the what if though is what if we are the most sophisticated thing in the universe? What if, what, the most, what if we are the most sophisticated thing in the universe? I think mm-hmm. that we like. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But, uh, Nate, you wanted to say something. I'm sorry. I heard no, you. I was I was piggybacking off of what you said, but. Um, that's why I hate when when we become these supernatural entertainers or intelligent people, they always put us in, oh, they must be, you know, the uh, Illuminati. Like, they always try to shrink us, and we have to be possessed by something else in order to be that great, because there's no other explanation well, for well, it. Uh, well, you know what? I ain't going to say that, because that'll come off real well. And, you know, and, and, and Nate, that is very true. They always try to put us in these boxes to try to um try to minimize our our intelligence like mm-hmm. the things that we are capable of doing and so they and and, and i mean even though i do believe in Illuminati, i do believe that's a real cult but is it as bad as they put it out there i don't know i don't care i'm not a part um I, but yeah i do agree with what you and jonathan are saying but i mean that's exactly i think the illuminati is no more than people who are enlightened and are very aware of what this planet and this universe really is i think that's all that it is i think that they're they're aware of like the aliens and all of the you know stuff that they keep from the masses i think they're just aware of of all of that and mm-hmm. you know because i mean like think of, i mean everybody can't handle the truth i mean let's be honest like if if, if it was a like if they was the aliens was to come down today or tomorrow there's a lot of people, especially if they look different. You know, we can't even get past skin color on this planet. So mm-hmm. how are you going to get past somebody having um, six legs or, you know, superpowers or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, it, I, 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 think that, I think that truth is subjective. I think that most things are subjective. I don't personally subscribe to just one finite idea to believe that one group has the answers. I think that there are multiple answers. And I think that that may be the road to enlightenment is trying to figure out that there are not, there's not just one answer. That's why I have very strong issues with people who are Christian that say that this is this and this is all it is, Mm -hmm. because that's not even what you were called to do within Christianity. Like there's an idea. 
And there's an idea and a school of thought built around the idea that can evolve and can change. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that that is what the universe does. It evolves and changes. And I think that we, because of what we have seen and how we experience life right now, we don't see Earth as being amazing because we're on the inside of it. Yeah, And there's so much divinity, so much magic, so much amazing things happening that we only understand this much of, excuse me, that whenever we see anything that is fantastic, then it must be from outside of Earth mm -hmm. and not the fact that we're fucking amazing as well. And right. that maybe, and again, there may be, from what we deem as sophisticated, that the other planet of whoever those folks are, they look at us like, God damn, look at what they're doing. But we just have this idea that we need to say that we're not enough and that they must be better. So we need to get their stuff before they do something to us because of whatever insecurities that we've been. Well, I think I think a lot of it is fear. You know, I think it's fear that people think that, you know, there's other things out here that could be better, bigger or greater than us. And I and I think it's a fear thing. Like, you know, people just, you know, they, they don't want to believe that there's other things out there. What if well, we there... Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was going to say there are several Netflix um, specials right now that um, are exposing um, all the information that has previously been withheld from Americans regarding aliens such as Hangar One, The Alien Files, and uh, Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers, um, Extinction, America's Book of Secrets. Um, I forget which, I can't remember the name of the one that I just recently watched, but basically it exposed the number of, um, the number of Sightings. Unidentified. Say it again. Sightings. Mm -hmm. No, the number of actual vehicles in the possession of the United States that belong to oh, other course. planets. Yeah. yeah, we actually have them in our possessions. They actually have like bodies of other creatures from outside of our universe. So, Jonathan, the fact that they might be burying alien um, bodies on Green Mountain is not too far-fetched. Um, <laughs> and they said that the reason why they never told the U.S. is because of fear. Like you said, fear. They said that there have been several um, U.S. space projects where they tried to launch stuff into space only to see it like physically like stop, fizzle, and drop down. Um, because whatever entities are in the heavens that are patrolling see that we have some unique hard-on for nuclear weapons, mm. and they don't want that bullshit up there. So every time we try to do something dealing with nuclear weapons or nuclear science, they, they kill it. I'm they see that we Go ahead. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I feel like the reason why there may be if there was some alien life form or some extraterrestrial beings, um, mm -hmm. one, I believe that their limited their, their reason for keeping themselves in a low profile is because the fact that humans tend to weaponize everything. Exactly, they always tend to use it to um, to kind of uh, get rid of whatever or to dominate uh, the other species in some way, shape, or form. And I believe that's just the egos of humans. And mm -hmm. I think that um, 
I, they would probably see us, like I said, like roaches, like we're cancerous. We consume everything. We take over things. Oh, parasite. <laughs> yeah, or a parasite, and that they would probably see us more as a threat. Um, and that would make sense to me that they would want to kind of like, you know what, well, let's get rid of them because of our motives behind a lot. And I said, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm just talking about the government. Um, you just look at the fact yeah. what they do here as what they're doing now, just with each other. Um, and I also believe that perhaps it's not something outside of the universe. Maybe we're living alongside it. So it's not so much that it's some from another planet. It's just maybe we're not aware of it being next to us. Oh, no. According to NBC News, there is currently a galactic federation that is in existence right now where we are kind of it's almost like um, think of NATO, but intergalactically and. They are basically waiting. The aliens are basically waiting for us to get our shit together but I don't and understand the fabric of the universe. Well, again, if we can't even, if, I mean, I can understand that because it's like if we can't even get past the color of our own, of other people's skin on this planet, then how can you accept something that's outside of this, this planet? You know, so, okay. I mean, I don't, I, 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 believe, I, I, believe I, also, I think that also even, to, just to use the skin thing is that in the relativity of time of this earth, mm. skin-based racism is really new. Yeah. And this, you know, and time not being as linear as it really as we see it, this is a that is a very new construct. So I don't think that anyone would in would in any way say, like if an alien was looking four or five hundred years ago or eight or a thousand years ago, then skin wasn't an issue. Who knows what it was? I mean, everything on this planet has almost a, 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 a violent way of moving from bacteria to plants to animals. We all kind of move in a way of taking over something else in the name of evolution. Now, if that's not the way that somebody on Jupiter works, then they will look at that and say, what the fuck is happening there? And we're looking at Jupiter saying the same thing. <laughs> you know? But um, again, I think uh, one of my big things also with any documentary, please always make sure you look up who did the documentary, why Absolutely. they did the documentary. Mm-hmm. What was the reason for putting out that information? Um, intent in documentaries is very important. Um, yeah. With articles. Uh, because I think it's interesting now that they're saying all of this and um, you know, we don't know if there's something coming, if there is a new well, age of enlightenment. I mean, Trump didn't come think, up with the Space Force out of the well, 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 I that, know a lot of people don't follow astrology and stuff like that, what, what's going on in space like that, like, you know, but I always been, when I was young, I wanted to be an astronaut. It's the first thing I ever wanted to be in life. And it's something that I always had interest in was the universe was space. I wanted to know what was out there. I never believed that we were the only species out in this big galaxy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, me. So, yeah, I, I, I never believed that, but you know, sometimes I want to say it was the beginning of this year or maybe the end of last year. But I may have my timeline crossed, but it was been this year or last year where uh, actually an object came out of came through the black hole. Yeah, through where there you was, there was something that. that came through the black hole. It was like, yeah. a sphere. oh, shit, like a, really? Yes, it was oh, that's like a dope. Black, 
it was but, like a black sphere or something. It was like a planet floated out of the black hole. That's they well, also maybe found, but they also found two more black holes, and they also found a galaxy that is within our own galaxy. Right. That's dope. How far away? It, oh, it, it's far. I mean, again, time and space is relative to here. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So it, it where space wise, oh, it's around the corner. Here wise, oh, it's forty years away. So, yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. exactly. And I used to always say that I was like, no, it's not that far away. It's no way they got a a machine out there that can give us information from forty. Come on, you know. So I, I never believed in those numbers and those dates and stuff like that. I feel like that was just something throws off, and only crazy humans would even think that's true. But they don't found many planets that actually are earth-like um it's one planet that actually said that we could exist there is just a, a lot of water yeah, that's the, water that's the moon yeah um, there's one that's, that's a, the I moon think it's seven light years away it's, mm. well it's one on the moon that's one of the moons of jupiter that is exactly like our planet mm. and that is the one that they're really trying to look at um because you know of course as far as we know nothing lasts forever Right, and they, you know, they're they're planning on how do we, you know, this is the the Krypton theory. How do how do we save ourselves, basically? And are we even supposed to be saved? Is our time just our time? And I think that you know a lot of what we do is we try to fight our time. Mm. I'm sorry, that's that's a personal one. I just that, that just hit me on that one. But uh, we do we we try to fight whatever our allotted time is. And um, our human experience is built around a lot of it is trying to survive in whatever way possible, whatever that looks like. And mentally, physically, relationship wise, we are always struggling to survive in some way. And, you know, evolution, um, they say a species does not evolve until they stop struggling to survive. You don't see what a bird can do until they're not hunting for food all the time. You don't see what another animal can do until they stop having to do that one thing to keep stay alive. And I don't think we've gotten to that point where we've seen that thing that we can stop doing to try to stay alive yet. Very interesting. Yeah, so if just in case anybody wanted to go and look up uh, the black hole that they just found, it was uh, listed in National Geographic's May 6, 2020 mm. um, edition. You can that up and the thing about the tall whites is with those aliens among us a call can be found on vice.com well i know that um descriptions the national geographic it's the shit yeah i love national <laughs> geographic. yeah national geographic mm. well well that I was when the discovery channel used to show real shit not just like my 600 pound life yeah <laughs> Before it got all weird, right? Exactly. I, I never understood six hundred pound life. They don't need to discover that they're weighing it or they they're wearing that every day. They already knew they got to lose weight. How is that? Yeah. Like I just I like know. the fact that they're all that in relationships. Ignorant, but I was trying to sound ignorant. But I know, right? I, I didn't get it. I just didn't. <laughs> I don't understand how. How are you discovering something? They already know when they look in the mirror what they look like and what they need to do. I, I think just, it's more discovery the fact that they are all in healthy, committed relationships. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Also, if, you, if you got somebody that's gonna lift up your fucking uh, two hundred pounds, abortion, and he said, 
that joker without no problem, yeah, that's love. And <laughs> also what got I'm you done. because you didn't just come out 600 pounds. No. no. Well, well, you know, fat got a way of sneaking up on you. <laughs> because, you know, like sometimes yeah, I know when I was at my heaviest, you know, I mean, I didn't discover that I had a belly until one night, one one morning I was laying in the bed and I was laying on my side and my arm fell across my stomach and I was like, what the hell? And I really started squeezing, oh, hell no, I got this big ass stomach. I got to get rid of this shit. So sometimes it'll sneak up on you because you're so caught up in life that you just forget that you fat. That's why I keep saying during COVID, during this COVID season that we are in every once in a while, I know we're doing a for us ladies in stretch bags, stretch pants and a t-shirt. Every mm-hmm. once and again, go in and put on your work pants. Make sure they still fit. 600 yeah. pounds. 100, 200 pounds may sneak up. I know that's right, Nicole. She said not that much fat. <laughs> 600 pounds. Okay. Do not oh, sneak up not on you. The third says 600 pounds not sliding in there like a thief in the night now. I mean, you know, I mean, you just never know. They might not realize and just wake up fat no, one morning, no, you know? Sis mm-hmm. got on the side of her bed and fried 25 pork chops. From the I side of her bed. But what I would say, first of all, let me tell you, those pork chops, and I don't even look, I don't even, I don't even eat pork, but they look damn good. Them pork chops were good, didn't they? Yeah, they did look supple. They look, they look supple. They were supple. They were They was looking real savory on that motherfucker. First of all, she had them seasoned. I don't know what that was, if that was a Bunsen burner. Or if that was a George Foreman, but whatever she was using, she was deep frying them things real good, real good. She had them, yes. That yes. was like the one that they had. Um, they had they were talking about how he couldn't get around and this and the other. And his sister, oh, I think they lived in New York. And his sister <laughs> with the bucket on the string, honey. Oh. I was like, man, you know, you know. You taking it too damn far. This master, look, he couldn't get downstairs. He said, fuck that. He got a goddamn bucket and some rope and lowered that bitch out the window. Put his goddamn money in there. Got the little Chinese man, put the food in there. And he pulled that bitch back up. I was like, you know, ain't no hope for you because you're finding, you're making inventions to say that. No, what got me was the man that sat there and ate four whole chickens. Four whole chickens. Now, this is the problem. In one setting. That don't make sense. This is the problem. Now, they have, first of all, just think about it. The (laughs) health issues that they tell me that I will get if I eat fried chicken on a regular basis. And then I see. They had a heart attack the first heading. Not everybody's system is made differently. He don't get indigestion, uh, acid reflux, none of that shit. I'll (laughs) stroke out. And I can't even lay down flat without getting acid reflux. <laughs> but I can look at someone with on 600 pounds and they living fine. And I'm just saying to myself, my ass can't even eat a bucket of chicken without almost having a stroke. So mm-hmm. I know something is... It- First of all, the one that they had to pull the fucking wall of the house out to get his ass out the house. Now that right there, yeah. honey, like you know how you ease yourself that. into a house where you can't even leave no more? Like that, now that's some serious shit there. Yeah. But you know what? That's the real why I can't move all the way that like Texas, Tennessee, any of the places because I'd be wheelchair fat. Them motherfuckers can cook too good. 
Babe. And I'd be one eating, just mmm. You let light skin as a motherfucker because your stomach covering that shit up. It ain't getting no sun. When I moved to Houston, I was 185 pounds, basically where I'm at now. And when I got back to Baltimore, I was 237 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know the last How time I was one hundred and eighty. <laughs> oh my god! Let me tell you, Houston, Houston has some delicious, and they have some great. And New Orleans is right there, so you know the and, food coming over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, the fact that you said two hundred and thirty, you said two hundred thirty pounds, like that's heavy. Right. Trying to look, look, trying to 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 look, so, and that's like, I'm 270 at this point. I ain't ashamed of it. But the reality <laughs> is, is that if I fell on you, that's considered a casualty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm voluptuous. I am sturdy. I am built for love, not for speed. Well, I'm built for hauling. I'm built to move the cotton gin. Jonathan, what did you just say that again? <laughs> I said I'm built for comfort, not for speed. Uh, you said you're sturdy. Uh-huh. What a voluptuous. Oh, oh, oh. Voluptuous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look. I I own it. Own it. I'm balling it. Own it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> shit, I ain't fat. I'm fluffy. <laughs> I'm voluptuous. I feel like voluptuous Suffle. is harder than fluffy. I'm yeah. supple. You're gonna hurt a little bit when you hit it, but it's still gonna feel good in there. I'm 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 sturdy. Um I'm built like uh full furniture. I said he ain't that price buster shit. He 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 value city over there. Hell yeah, that motherfucker built like Levinson Klein out there, motherfucker. It takes a lot to move me. Next door to the union trust out there, motherfucker. Hmm. And when I get the moving like the juggernaut, I, it's hard to stop me, and I do crash into shit, so it's not going to be good. Like I said, I fall on something, it's definitely a casualty. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some wounds. Somebody's going to be wounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, I'm, I'm what, type of wounds, uh, what, what type of wounds are you talking about? Oh, it depends on where you're falling now. Yeah, yeah, because you, uh-huh. yeah, you know, shit. <laughs> sometimes you, you fall and fall into a hole guy. or something, you know what I'm saying? You come back on a stomach and bounce back. Shit. You talking about a black hole? A black hole, goddammit. Shit. You never ridden until you're red with a stomach. You got to hold on to it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, you mute. That's the love hand. <laughs> okay. Well, if you are joining the cocktail social, <laughs> you, have, you are seeing that we are live. I posted the number for you to call in to join us in our conversation. Um, I'm not drinking a cocktail because I'm at work at the moment in time. But you, by all means, should have a cocktail with you. And my socialites there drinking their cocktails or doing whatever. Yes, I am. Some yes, of them. <laughs> um, well, I don't think you know this, Blue, but I actually um, 
Well, guys, I actually stopped drinking. I don't drink anymore. I haven't drank. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Cable, thank you for telling us so we won't offer you a drink when we're around you. Yeah, because you know. Only thing, only thing I don't drink hard alcohol anymore. The thing I drink is the weak drinks like coolers. Oh, wine um, and stuff. Okay, but I love wine. Wine is biblical. Exactly. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Donnie. Believe it or not, Cable, those are the drinks that I prefer. I only do the hard liquor and the jungle juice for social occasions. Exactly. The reality is is that I actually like a wine. Um, Because I do love my liver. Yeah, and um, also, yeah, it's just... I don't eat no liver. What? You don't eat what? I don't eat liver. Oh. No, Jesus. Moving on. Talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute! You see everybody's like, "Woo!" Right then, someone's having a Chrissy moment. <laughs> he's blonde. Aww. He's blonde under that scalp. Tink, tink. Don't know what he meant. That's all right, cable. Yeah, you play the So the quest. So I wanted to talk about this um, picture that. Mr. Gilmore posted of Smokey Norfolk and his 16-year-old son. Mm. Am I correct? Yeah, he about 16, 16, something like that. Laying on his chest sleep. And I guess people were having some comments that it was suggestive and that it looked inappropriate. Uh, um, This is just so weird. People are so fucking sensitive. Well, I know they just so broke in here. People are broken. That's what they are. Yeah, they are it's, it's like I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at it like this. That's still your child. You know, no. I mean? no. that's still that's still your child. But at the same time, I don't know too many 16 year old boys just laying on their daddy's chest. So I don't, I don't know. But the, I, I think it's about I think it's about our definition about the relationship you supposed to have the relationship between males, fathers and sons. I think that it's okay. It's been common that males have close relationships with their mothers, but when males have close relationships with their father, they're seen as being inappropriate. And I don't think that that's exactly. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that he feels comfortable enough to lay on his dad even at 16 years old, like at 16 years old, boys stop even kissing and hugging their moms. Right. So the fact that he can go to his dad, not only go to his dad, but go to his dad in an intimate gesture. And not only that, but then feel safe enough to linger there long enough to fall asleep. I love it. But church folk are so full of, oh, God have mercy. But they find that even as a father, he was shocked. Hold on. Let's what you say, I, I just want to say, like, I have been in situations where they church folk have changed the pronunciation of a word just because it sounded too close to another word. Like they will pronounce the word worship as worship because it's too close to sounding like yeah. sugar honey iced tea. Yeah. Like it's too much. Yeah. It's too it's too much. Like the fact that this man is is loving on his son or that his son is loving on him strikes something strikes a, a perverted nerve in you that's your issue that's it really you. is that's exactly it really is that's exactly. Not him and his son. exactly that's your issue. 
You need to deal with it. If it bothers you, you need to go see a professional immediately. First of all, if you can, if your mind can go there. Right. That's your knee jerk reaction. If your mind can go there, I'm looking at you who's looking at the camera, who's thinking that this is oh that something is wrong with him loving on his son. If your mind can come up with Amen, a situation that is inappropriate just by looking at individuals and their children, you are damaged. Exactly. We can't we can't we can't bash that individual no more than we can bash the individual who is being bashed. I don't think we're because not. That's bad. I'm, I'm not bashing. I think I don't say that. We just tell them they done as him. But I'm not. But I'm not saying it in a way because we can't act like culturally we haven't made that possible. We may have six people on this on this thread right now that agree with or have no issue with that, but we can't we can't ignore the fact that our culture has made that level of toxic behavior or that response or reaction possible. We can't we can't admonish or slap on the hand those individuals that feel like that without having a solution set up for them because we created that and we've lived in that level of toxic forever and we've let it happen. I'm not gonna say I agree with that and I don't agree with it on the fact that it is toxic and I think it is toxic and I don't want to make it sound like or I'm sorry, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Mm-hmm. For me, what I'm about to say is I don't think that it would be toxic just within the black community. I want to speak as a whole, that there right. is this view of toxic masculinity that runs through every community, especially in this country. Right? I do not believe that every, you know, it is it is somewhere in the thought process of people that all black men in some way do not show love mm-hmm. to their sons. And that right. is not true. Yeah, I, I have seen it's not true. I think the game posted a picture two years ago of his son graduating from eighth grade. And in the middle <clears throat> of all of his friends and the little girl that he loved, the little boy was just in love with, he kissed him on his cheek. He was like, and I'm going to kiss him wherever the hell I want to because that's my son and he just wanted to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And his son was looking like, dad, damn, not here. <laughs> but what people said after that, was just ridiculous. And the right. thing is, is that it doesn't just start with black men because <laughs> most of the comments in this case, as well as in the Smoky Norfolk case, have mm-hmm. been coming from black women. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's you. where the negative response has been coming. And I'm um, not trying to attack I'll, anyone. I'm not trying to in any way accuse anyone. Mm-hmm. But that is also a space where we have to talk about that it has been black women who have been saying that it was perverted. They've been saying that that's not my son won't. And if mm-hmm. my husband did that, then I would. So that's a part of this conversation as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. You, uh, matter of fact, I, I need to go down that road. It's, it's, Hold on, Karen, there's something. I think there's accountability. You were saying that, you know, we helped to create that culture. Explain to me what you mean by that, because I just don't. I don't understand that. Like, even now, my son is get ready to be 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I grab him and pull him into my lap. He's like, Mom, stop. Ugh. You know, well, I, I he's a like, also, Karen. So that's a little bit different. I, mean, I, I get that. But even still, like. But I, I speak in terms of. So when I speak, I speak about especially community issues as being black. And I, I it's not a generalization, but I no, believe no. even if. Even if you're not the one who created it, 
we let that type of behavior go on and nobody ever talked about it. No, nobody ever talked about the family member and your family who felt that way. Nobody ever checked that person. So when I speak of we, I speak of even us who sit off to the side and let it happen. For, for many years, recently in the last couple of years, we've begun to fight against that type of stereotype or that type of personal mentality. So that's what I meant when I said we. We let it happen, meaning we didn't say anything to our brother or our father or our mother for having that type of mindset or that point of view. Uh, so, what the mindset that you can't love up on your son once they get past a certain age? Is that what no, you're saying? No, I, I said okay. the, we created that that um, the, the comments, the reactions to people watching that photo. We created those types of reactions, and those reactions aren't new. They aren't a nuance. They aren't something that we just heard. We've heard people who speak like that, who think that a young man uh, being kissed by his father or laying on his father is 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 a little perverted, or we don't, we don't want that type of reality. But we uh, we've heard this several times before, and we grew up in communities and families where that was a normal. And, and, and I never said anything. And it, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's too late. Now. I mean, I'm not in a position to say nothing in some cases. You know what I'm saying? If you're a child, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't had no goddamn opinion. Right. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying, you know, I think, I think, you know, right. we come from a culture of mind your fucking business. Right. So, <laughs> And so mm-hmm. if it ain't your damn business, you know what I'm right. saying? We have a tendency to be like, hey, I ain't got shit to do with that. I, look, I ain't trying to figure that shit out. I don't want to get involved because we already know right. what that getting involved can entail. I, so I we think- say, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with that. So we don't right. say nothing. And then it's like, you know, hey, look, hey, count your kids. You got all your shit. You, you good? Right. And that's the attitude that we've been carrying because it's like, we, we you got to remember, it's trust issues. Amongst our own fucking people, you got Broken people out here that can't trust their own mama. Yeah. So if you can't, if you come from a place like that, the only thing you can do is say, okay, let me make sure I'm good. So it becomes a me thing, like, hey, long as I'm good. Me and, and then mine. if you decide to have kids with somebody, okay, long as me and my kids good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't give a mm-hmm. shit what's going over there because one, you gonna say, ain't none of my goddamn business. So long as me and my good. How many times you heard that? So I, I think it's I think it's a it's it's deeper than just being you know. But that, that same that same mind I'm gonna mind my business. That's the same young man that's gonna marry or have a baby with your child. Yeah, but and I mean, but again, the attitude is it's not affecting me right now. So mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say shit. Right, but that's but the it, attitude. But see, that's, that's what I think, Kevin. And see, to me, that type, that type of mind frame, that type of uh, thinking to me is very bad as well because it is that's like because because now you're not preparing that person for when that situation does happen. So when it happens, what are they going to do? They lost like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do here because they always say mind my business. You know, when it happens, that's when it happens until they mind your business. No, you need preparation. You need to. Yeah, you do. You need a plan. What's going? What you going to do when this happened? Okay, here go the tools for you to be able to manage to get past this and move forward. But, in life. but, you, but, but again, doing. that's not the culture. You know what I mean? It's a lot of. It's I mean, see, in I the culture, it's, it's a it's a lot of. He's saying the culture, and I have an issue with that one word. No, it's not the culture. It's it's the families. 
it's the family well, home. That's, because... that's still your culture. Your, your but, family yeah. is your oh, culture. No, my, yeah. no. Yeah. I don't, I, no. 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 Yeah. It's universal. It's not just a black thing. It's, it's no. Black. It's not. It's not. It's, I'm just saying your culture. When I say culture, you culture can be as small as just you and your immediate family. Yeah. Things right. that you, you do okay. and the traditions that you do and your particular yeah. family. And and and, and some particular families, you had kids that could voice their opinion. And other families, you better not say shit. When you go in here and sit your ass down and don't say shit unless somebody asks you. And you better look at me first before you answer. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on the culture in which you, you know, brought up in in order for you to even put that out to the world. Like, like Nicole said in the chat, you know, a lot of these people didn't have that type of relationship for themselves. Yeah, with their awesome. own fathers. So so okay, they don't know what okay. it is to be loved okay. and hugged up by by their father at a certain age because maybe their father wasn't there or maybe uh-huh. their father was there but he was he was distant because he was on drugs or he was working all the time or whatever the situation may be I they, think they don't they don't know that so they can't they can't say well like my, my daughter my daughter come and lay up on me now yeah but, again, but I also but I want to say this okay. I want to say that the reason why that I think that it becomes an issue is because we're not we're looking we're we're glossing over the fact that people have been mistreated. Yeah. They have been abused. There have been situations and because mm-hmm. people have experienced that, they take those scars with them. Right. So what happens um, is, can, so, can I say something on top of that blue real quick? Huh? Because because uh, I'm scared that you're going right where I want to say because you could continue. I just want to say one line. And also to add to what Blue's saying, uh, as another group of people is this: you got humans that if they don't understand, they gonna instantly dis- dislike it. Dis- exactly, because they don't know what it is to be held by their father. So, but, exactly. I mean, and again, that's a part of that villainizing something that isn't supposed yeah, that's to be taken that way. That is, yeah. you know, this but is, some people are not even looking at him as a father; they're just looking at. A black a man, man and, and a young boy. Had, yeah, and they had a broken experience with a man. They right. not even looking right. at looking right. at that being his right. father. Right. right. And so and that, that's, a, that's, and that's a valid very, point. And so yeah, Nicole a, said right. that, and I like the fact that she spoke about solutions. She said that mm-hmm. part of the solutions is therapy and calling out toxic masculinity. And what she also pointed out was the fact that um in her comment that um toxic masculinity masculinity can be fed by both male and females. And that is yeah. Exactly. Yes, it can. When your, and, mother, when your mother says, um, stop that crying. A man, a, a man don't cry. And she yeah. might tell that. Yeah. And cry. you know what? And you know what? I heard, I've heard that maybe not from my immediate family, but I've heard it before. And when the first time I saw a man cry, I was like, oh shit. It was like some shit like you've never seen before. I'm like, oh yes. shit, he's really fucking crying. Like, as if he's you not couldn't make man. sense of it. But no, if you, so if a, go ahead. Go, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, because I was going to say, like, I can only speak for me and my circle. Like, to see a black man cry, mm. it, it breaks something inside you because it's something that is so rarely seen if ever in your lifetime but when you see a a hot tear roll down a black man's face it's like something is wrong in the entire world yeah and it is it is is a frightening thing no seriously like it is a frightening thing to behold 
when you see a black man cry, if nobody died and a black man is crying, there is something very, very wrong in the world, in your mind. I'm not saying that it's right, but that is the feeling that I have gotten right, when right. I've seen a black man cry. But that's, and that's the and that's the that, and that's the that's the bad that's the issue mm-hmm. is that when you see a black man cry or you see a black man pre, um, um, ex, express emotion, emotion yeah. that it become it's like okay why are you doing this and or that stop is part, being and that is a part of the reason why there's oh, no, no so young boys that no, don't know no, how to I've express themselves. Hold on, hold on. Let Blue finish his thought. As that that is for me that is the reason why there are so many boys that are unable to express themselves outside mm-hmm. of aggression. Yeah, yeah because is, it builds up as aggression. But the thing is, is that because they have that same, the thing what Kern said was absolutely true. If you're told that, okay, you're not supposed to express yourself, then what happens is, is that you don't have any way of showing, there's no range of emotions for you. You've only yeah, because you can only be you can, you only, can be only be calm be or fighting. <laughs> and what happens is, is that that, not rain. Exactly. And that is detrimental to them because they have to live in a world where they have to be aware of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that right. Is, and what happens? <laughs> and and so when we as black people are teaching our children, especially our young boys, that this is how we you're supposed to be, and we're teaching right. our girls that this is how you're supposed to be. And then they go out into the world and we look at their behaviors and we say, well, damn, why are you this way? It is mm-hmm. because of our, the behavior. It's because what we've been teaching them. Yeah. And at right. what point do we say this shit ain't right? Right. Well, no, they have, they have to figure it out. They have to figure out for themselves that it's not right. And that's often the problem right. because the people who are putting it out there don't know that it's wrong. So the people that have been learning from them, the younger people that have been learning from them, they assume it as a norm, and that's just the way it is. And that's, that was just that's like, how I was raised, so that's that's the way it is. It was um I, I can't remember the sportscasters guy um off the top of my head, and they was talking about um spanking because I think one of the NFL players had oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. gotten in trouble for spanking his son. And so he went on he was on he was on TV and he was like, you know, mama, you was wrong. You was wrong. And I'm like, but was it? Because regardless of what type of life you have, you know what I'm saying, those things mold you into who you are today. And without that, you know what I mean, you you who knows what you'll be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously your mother did something right. You 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 made it to the that, NFL. You you, think- you know what I'm saying? I think one of the worst things about that is is that that is a thought process that pervades the black community is that trauma is going to make a better person out of you. Yeah. That so, if I throw my well, kid that's out what we were taught. Let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, when I throw my kid out at 18, you're supposed uh-huh. to be a full-fledged adult. When I do this, you're, if I had a fucked up life, so you should have a fucked up life so you can be better or get whatever you got. If I be your success. If I did this, then it made you success because we only add, think of success as being monetary. If you're rich, then you're successful. Mm-hmm. Not right. that if you're happy. Fuck if you're happy. Right, if you're right. Rich, okay, happiness ain't got shit to do with it. <laughs> so me beating you made you a success. Michael Jackson was not a successful person. He did all of that, he but the only thing he wanted was for his fucking father to accept him. Right. His father mm-hmm. right. all that shit out of him to the point that he had to see, he saw himself in such a way that it changed outwardly. 
Right. And it completely changed who he could have been as a person, but because we only saw the success and we say, well, his father was doing something right. Cause look at him. He beat them boys into the, <laughs> into submission. So I'm a, I want to say something about that. Submission. So I actually had this conversation recently and my son doesn't even remember it. So I came up under, you know, your mother holla, holla, holla. And if she keep, if she got to holla too many times, you won't get popped. Point blank period. Right. Uh, that's what I thought. That's how you were supposed to raise your child. You holler, you pop, you holler, you pop. <laughs> and so, no, seriously. So one day, my nine year old son said to me, Mommy, I can't hear you when you holler at me. I said, Okay. And I don't like it when you hit me. I'm not a dog. This is what my nine year old said to me. And the black mama in me, the black mama that I thought I was supposed to be, was irate and enraged and indignant about it. And I said, well, all right, then. Well, what you think we supposed to do about it? Because you're not going to walk around here not listening to what I say. He was like, I can listen. I said, OK, well, this is what we will do. Six months, we're going to try it your way. But if I got to talk to you too many times, we're going back to how I've been doing. For six months, we did it. If I said something to him twice, he understood that was the limit and I got to do it or else this lady is going to zap out on me for real. It changed me. That six month period changed me. It kept me from going from zero to 100 real, real quick. But the thing of it was, was that I realized I didn't have to do it my mother's way. Mm -hmm. Another way worked. My son ain't Mm -hmm. never been to jail. My son ain't never been hospitalized for nothing. And all I had to do was say, hey, this is my second time talking to you. All right. And he would give his little speech. Whereas with my mother, it was right. You know, I I ain't saying we got abused. I ain't never got I did well. My mother didn't hit us with no switch with no switches or nothing like that. But you know what I'm saying? I still got popped. I still got beaten. I, you know, I didn't got hit with a thick leather belt before. Hey, I don't know what it is. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> take off your clothes and wait till I get in there. I know that life. But you know what? But I, I didn't have to do that with my son. And like Nate said, it was because I communicated and I made him feel safe mm-hmm. enough to communicate with me. Exactly. But we, we, you, as parents, you have to learn that parenting isn't knowing all of the answers. It's the process of learning as you're going along. It's like on-the-job training. And most people yeah, no I'm yeah, going to just adapt no to this before. way. Right. I'm going to just adapt to this way, and this is the way it's going to be. And then there's normally no wiggle room. And and doing so, like, you know, like, like even with me, like, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I got spankers or whatever. But, you know, with my daughter, I don't spank her as much as, you know, I don't, I wasn't getting like, I could probably count on my hand how many spankers I got. I ain't really, you know, a whole bunch of messing up. But, you know, I, I take a different approach because I feel like, you know, you know, like we grew up with, it's like, you know, you ain't had no opinion. You know what I mean? If I say it is, right. that's what it is and that's what it's going to be. So, and if I felt you that the answer was I because them. it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just giving you my perspective and my point of view. Now, mm-hmm. you can, I'm at least let you do that. Because just you getting that out, you can, even though you might still have to accept the fact that you're still not going to do whatever you want to do, 
you know, you can accept it a little better because you feel like, you know, you got that you out. Yeah. You know, because it, because yes. I mean, shit, I, I had to, you know, it was like, look, you ain't got no opinion. You like shut that shit up. Like, and I got caught because mm. I would always yeah. have to say what my opinion was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I think that that's the. I think that that's the that's the problem is that when we think of children, that the idea of children is that they were property and that they didn't have any opinions or thoughts about right. them. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you start treating them as if they are people and as if they are intelligent enough to know then you'll see a different behavior. I think that when you see resistance and opposition from children, I think the reason is, is because you stifled their voice. And yeah, when you prepare right. them and give them a voice, you actually see how much they have learned. I remember being young and when my mom, before she passed, we were just talking. We were talking about a lot of things and she was, uh, she was amazed at what I was able to retain. I remember when we were living on the west side of Baltimore and they had the even flow glass bottles. Uh-huh. I, was, I was two years of age and I, my mom got angry with me because I would drink from the bottle and then I would fling it out the window. Oh my God. <laughs> and you could hear the drunks and the, the people downstairs, what the fuck is going on? They're cussing and shit <laughs> because these glass bottles were coming from the window. And it was because I was throwing them. I was two. I was able to retain that and recall that information. She was amazed that I was able to recall that. And she remembered. Because she was like, yeah, because I wanted to whip your little ass for throwing them because they were trying to get at me. Because she was throwing the bottles from the window. And so she had to move my crib from close to the window so that I wouldn't throw the bottles. I remember it. Children are able to learn. Children are able to retain and recall information. We don't give children enough credit. Exactly. And what happens is, is that you find out the damage you've done when they become adolescents. Exactly. They're starting to filter out the information you did or did not provide. And what happens in the communication style that you taught them is the style that they're going to display on you. Right. They're going yeah. to right. do this to you. If you cuss and fuss, I can almost guarantee that as soon as they hit adolescence and they get enough into that system, they're going to, you're going to be at the receiving end of those cuss words at some yeah. point. Yeah. Even, and so I think that is just, I think we just need to come up with better ways of communicating and engaging with our children, socializing with our children, teaching our children. Yeah, I our can- children. And I commend you for doing that, Miss Kay. I really do. Because there are some parents, I do, I commend you for doing that. There are some mothers and fathers. There are a shout out to the fathers that know yeah. that are um single fathers out here that are yes. that are doing an excellent job with raising their children. Yes. There's yeah. not a lot of, there's not enough light shined on single fathers that are out here doing it. And they're doing it absolutely well. But I do know that I think that in the sense in, in the situation with Smokey Norfolk, unfortunately, he is um I'm, I'm, there are a lot of people who have been broken, who have been ex- exposed yeah. to um, traumatic experiences, and they lead with those things. That's how they 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 look through the, um life through those through lens, lens, through the, that lens, and they can't yeah. see it as anything other than something that is inappropriate. 
Yeah. Hey, can, right. so, can I also add to that that with the Snoke other reason why they made it such a big problem is because it's a real bad stigma on gospel male artists that they're gay. Because male artists. There's a lot of male artists as soon as they gospel come out, especially when Smokey Norfolk first came out, people was thinking he was gay. And it's probably been that way all the way. So that plays a part in their way of thinking. And it's really sad. Um, mm-hmm. and oh, on that, top of being gay, he got to engage in incest too? Well, pedophilia. Pedophilia? Yeah. But but look, Kat, think about it. People also pin together. things together. Pedophilia. So <laughs> they, they, a lot of times they will want that all to the same thing. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, I get it. And but what I'm saying with that is is that even though I know that they're saying that it's um because the you know he's a gospel singer and everything and that there's the part there's the potential that he's gay. Um gay men can have children. You know, it doesn't stop them. And um there are a lot of gay men with children and that doesn't stop and that just because they're gay doesn't mean that they can't be intimate with their children. That's that. But see, they make it into a perversion when it comes to the kids. Like, oh, you know, they teaching them gay ways and all that type of stuff. My thing is, is uh-huh. what you do in your bedroom? Just because you heterosexual, do that mean that you sleeping with your daughter as a as a heterosexual male? Are you sleeping with your daughter? Like, come on. But that's how people do. I mean, well, <laughs> a lot of people have been through. People have been through that. They they've had experiences where their dad would sneak into their room. So they're not. They not even. It's not even about Norfolk or his son. It's about what he represents and from their experience. And it's a trigger and, and the for life, them. Right. Yeah, right. It's a trigger. They're not I, I, even the same as a father. Well, can I, can, well, also, it's not just that. Also, could we keep equating it back to this? Taught that way in their household that that's the things men don't do. So mentally, they are just it's toxic. It's toxic. But it's not always just something mm-hmm. happening to a child. We can't keep putting it on that. It's also that the family is teaching these kids and putting into their heads. Men, they are born. Yeah, but, but to but ask yourself why? Why is it the right? What is but, the root for them teaching them that? Right, you say exactly. when you My say, well, they're teaching them this behavior. Right. It has to have a foundation. Right. That's the same thing with rape, really? But that's the same thing with racist. Yes. Why yes. you that's often where that comes from. Listen, 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 listen what I'm saying. Listen. White people train them to be racist the same way. They have no reason to hate us. We did nothing that they came over to took our land. So it, it's the same, but it's no reasoning. And some people, it's really no reason. It's the fact that they just don't understand. They're ignorant. And to the things they don't understand, they fear. And what do people do when they fear? They react out of hatred and do other things against it to bring it down. So if your brokenness isn't direct, it's indirect. So maybe a parent or a grandparent went through that. And that's, that's how it, so it just is what it is. But often it comes from a source. It's not just out That's of nowhere. True. And sometimes people are raised that way. But it's because their parents' father was sneaking the room on them, or their grandfather was I, sneaking I, the room. It stems from an actual reason. But 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 that's 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 giving people an excuse to be the way they are. Because it's not an excuse. It's the hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I, I just want to say because I think I get what Cable is trying to say is that he's seeing it as brokenness as many different types of brokenness. I think mm-hmm, that what right. we're talking about is only one type of brokenness. Yeah, I'm just getting right. I think that he's just saying that 
that's not the only one. And so, and and I agree. Again, it's there big. are many roads to this kind of fucked up behavior. And um, it's going to take many roads to get out of. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I'm going to add, and then I'm going to just kind of back away from it, is that uh, I had the, I was blessed with the fact that I do not have any children, but I was blessed to have raised women and that my cousin allowed me to raise her son alongside her because of the relationship that me and her had, me and her had, as well as the relationship that me and her son had when she got him and um, he was adopted. So when he was a baby, me and him connected. And then as he got older, I kept seeing what other people would try to put on him as this is what a man is, this is what a man mm-hmm. does. And he would get very confused about how he should show because naturally who he is is this big hearted, very huggy guy. Right. Right. And yeah, so is. it was my yeah. goal and my job to let him know that that is okay, that there is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. I, st- I do not naturally say I love you to people at all. Not to my mama, not to anybody. I show it. I don't say it. Um, But I learned then that I had to tell him I loved him because I wanted him to make sure that he understood that if a man says I love you, it is not sexual. It is not anything of that nature. It's just I love you. Mm -hmm. So now he's 20 years old and we don't talk. I literally talk to him every day, a hundred times a day. And he says, I love you before he leaves him. I, it is, it has always been my goal to make sure that he understands that he doesn't, that by being who he is, he is being what a man is supposed to be. Exactly. You are not in any way. You have to follow this fucking rule book that says you got to do this to be a man. You got to be this. You got to say this. You got to act this way. You got it. When you get a chick, you got to make sure you call her your bitch so they know that's yours. Or you got to do do. No, if you find somebody you love and you don't want to do that, don't. Right. (laughs) And don't let somebody do it. Yes. If you have found a person and you say, man, I don't want nobody else but her, but but they keep saying I need to do this so I'm a bitch. Fuck them. Right. And it has been my goal to give him the, the 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 wherewithal to stand on his own to say, I'm a man, that this is what a man is. If he feels like he can't take it, call me. Let me take some of this off. Man, you, we can talk this out. And so, and he knows, I will tell anyway, we will be in the middle of the mall. You know, I'm like, you know, I love you. You know, you know I'm just like, I just can't believe, well, look at you. He a hundred feet tall. And when he down, it's like it's all over my head. I'm just up under his armpit and shit. But and you know, but I love on him because I want to make sure that he is cool with that. And so then when he come in contact with other men, that he doesn't have to feel like he has to do all this extra posturing and shit. Mm-hmm. Because right. That's what we're taught. As black men, we're taught we have to do all of this extra shit just to be seen as a man. That'd be hard. Seen, you gotta yeah. be hard. <laughs> I've seen gay men go out of their way to, to change it all so they can be seen as something else. I've seen just your regular old teenager change it all just 
just be the fuck who you are. It's hard as shit. That's one of the hardest <laughs> things in life to do is to be who the fuck you are. It's like everything I tell him is shit that I have. And that I'm, it's like, I'm telling you this, but I'm telling me this too. Mm. Like, I want you to make sure that if, if you feeling whole, then I got to make sure I'm feeling whole. I got to make sure I pray every time I talk to him because I want to make sure that whatever I say, I understand that my voice and my words are probably that voice that he's hearing in his head. And I'm glad but, that you were able mm-hmm. to do that because that uplifted him. That helped him with That's his esteem. Right that helped him with his esteem. Yay. That helped him with his confidence. <laughs> and a lot more people should take um, notice and they should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times what we do in our society, and it's just not, a, it's not just black. It's across the board. Our society is so used to tearing people down, you know, um, putting them into boxes. And that is where a lot of that's what that to me is a root cause of a lot of issues. And so I do appreciate this topic and, and, and subject matter. I think it was really good, but I got to lighten the load because yeah, this Lord. was heavy. Thank you. And so if you are joining <laughs> us and this drove you to drinking, because it almost did. I, I, started, I didn't even. Yeah, I was about to sing a Negro spiritual in this motherfucker. I didn't have a cocktail, but I started drinking water. Water. Something. Um, and here's my water. That, that was a very good topic. I just want to it say was, that. Yeah, uh, that was great. We was in there, but we was all the way in. <laughs> all the way in. I need y'all to pick one. And everyone made a lot of great points. That's all I just want to say. I really listened. Jonathan, you made that last part. That was some good stuff that you just said. And someone else said it as well. So I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. And I because I have to go. <laughs> I, oh, he go. Oh, he go. Did he just have us to close out? He did. <laughs> I did. I did. I was, yeah, I was, just I was out, out, honey. I was yeah. for a minute. I felt something purring, but yeah, I got great. <laughs> oh shit! He looking all cute and shit. He got his mom, but nobody got you going in. You can yeah. only pick one, huh? You can only pick one. Eight hundred fifty dot eight eight hundred fifty credit score, two million in cash, or four hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life. I mean, four hundred thousand or four no, four thousand. Four thousand a oh, week for the rest of your 400, life. Four hundred thousand. <laughs> a week for the rest of your life. Two millions in cash or eight fifty credit score. I think I would take that four grand a week. I take the four grand a week because the four. If you live ten years, you gonna get over the. You gonna get the two million dollars anyway. Yeah, let me get that. So four if you grand live, if so, if you live, if you live twenty years, you get another two million on top of that. So I would take the four thousand a week. Because you can fix your credit score. You can build your score off that money. You can alone. fix your credit score. And once that bank starts seeing that $4,000 a week popping up in your account, trust and believe they will give you a loan. So all of that shit, you can fix. You don't need no loan. Week. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't need a loan. But I'm just saying. Well, that four grand a week, you can fix your credit score. That's what I'm saying. You fix the credit score. And then you, you know, you will get over 2000 or $2 million, two million. 10-year period. And then that four thousand a week, like if you ain't got the money straight up, you just getting four thousand a week. Okay, you might want to loan to start, you know, jump start some shit, and you know. So I take the four thousand a week myself. I mean, the four grand a week. I, I am definitely on board with Mizell. I am taking four thousand a week. 
because I definitely and, and then by the end of that means that four thousand in one year. That's twelve thousand so a much. month, and I hope that someone from the government, if the if the if the FBI, CIA, the president, if you're watching, please consider four thousand a week. Yes, you for want to stimulate an economy and, and look, for the rest of my life, and you can't kill us because <laughs> you know Only, you're like, no, you're like, let me get that four thousand a week, and your ass be dead within three days. <laughs> no. <laughs> Four thousand a week. Let me tell you something. If they want to stimulate us, uh, uh, an economy, just do um, four thousand a week. Just do that for I don't just do that for uh, for six months. You are gonna see some shit. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and look, and you look with that. You gonna see some shit, and you gonna see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't Absolutely. see some crazy shit happening with this four thousand a week, you get that shit the wrong person. <laughs> Absolutely, Mr. Gilmore. What do you what, what are you picking? That's four grand a week. Mm-hmm. The way you can build off of that, I think one of the saddest answers I saw to that question was like, "Oh, you in Baltimore? You better take the two million because you gonna die." Oh, oh fuck God, no! Because that because that four look that four thousand a week you can move within that first week. <laughs> four thousand. I don't think people really recognize what the the longevity of money and how it has to build and people see that it's constantly coming in. What that does, shit. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's like every week like Christmas and shit. Never like, like every week, happy new year. <laughs> got it. Look, they had them doing every 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 day with a fucking every week with a pinch of balloons and shit yeah, like with a champagne bottle. That motherfucker. But <laughs> he's a jolly good fella. But he's a jolly good fella. <laughs> the good times version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. The good time for <laughs> every time James asked, every time James asked, said he was going, Oh, baby, I'm gonna be the foreman. They said they're gonna offer me the job and this, that, and the other. Oh, James, I'm so happy. And his ass come home. <laughs> they just do the party like and shit. They got a cake and shit. Like, man, y'all took it too far. You're supposed to get the answer first, then throw the party. They send Michael down to get them pretzels and potato chips. Man, <laughs> man, y'all, that shit y'all, was so fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all eat for dinner? Greens and cornbread? Greens and, and, and fat back. That motherfucker had right. got some turnip backs. What am I doing this white people? Fat greens and fat greens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Jada made a good point. If it's tax, <laughs> she said she'll take the two million up front if I don't live. It's tax free. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I plan on living, and then if I die, I can't enjoy the fucking money anyway. So it don't fucking matter. Yeah, that's true too. Now, if they're gonna let me give the four thousand or the two million to somebody, because you know sometimes they'll just take. Yeah, you can transfer it over, money. like in the next motherfucking line. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Nate, um, I'm I'm definitely the person that would take the two million. My cupcake gumdrop, snookum, snookum, snort. The apple of my eye. 
And I love you. No. 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 Always be right here. (laughs) No. Time to get in the corner. In the corner. (laughs) I like the song. Jesus. It was like, first of all, it was a gremlin anthem. So, <laughs> so they, all I've seen is trolls marching when they're singing. <laughs> You're my. <laughs> oh, you can come out the corner. <laughs> I'm in trouble. You said two million, Nate? Yeah, because tomorrow is in promise, and I want to oh. do what I want to do. I don't want to save up. I want to handle my shit today. But well, if you did, then what the fuck did you, what you saving? I want to do it. I got I got big dreams. I'm just assuming that if you take this four thousand a week, that you're going to live more than ten years when you get it. I'm, I'm assume, assuming. You know, so I believe that. More, I want to say, if I live three years with it. I'd be happy as a motherfucker. So I'm just thinking. Thing, uh, of, I don't know how much debt y'all in, but I think it's like two hundred and eight thousand yeah, dollars down here a, <laughs> a year. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. This yeah, two, it's two hundred and eight thousand dollars a year. So I'm thinking that two hundred and eight thousand dollars that can get you out of. They they celebrating and ain't got no damn money. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 they over there celebrating like they got four thousand dollars coming in next week. like the dude with the cowboy hat on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is the cocktail so <laughs> this is the cocktail <laughs> this is the adult happy hour we are well into the mix. Look at her. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Woo, y'all. I need a dad. This is going to be. I got a thing. Hey. Is anybody hey. going to see uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? I'm going to watch it on. Um, I'm watching it on. What is it? Um, I'm going to watch it on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. <sighs> I didn't yeah. even count the dad going to come. So yeah, sure. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hell. see that tonight. Um, <laughs> Where you going to see it? In? I, you know what? I don't know. Michelle is coming to pick me up, <laughs> I'm sorry. and so um, she it's she. It's a Netflix movie. Wait a minute, you want to see what? It's showing. It's in the movies. What you want to see? Movie. Uh, my Rainey's Black Bottom. Y'all ain't gonna get me in the movies for a long time. Never heard of it. An outbreak. Fuck no. Fuck no. If I go to the movies, if I go to the movies, I'm coming with my own goddamn spray alcohol, clean disinfectants and shit, and I'm spraying I'm my own shit like, I'm go- Y'all remember the motherfuckers with ET that came in the house? That's gonna be <laughs> with the bio suit on? <laughs> with the bio- <laughs> fucking glass <laughs> in the front of that bitch? That's what I... Look, that motherfucking ass look like a plastic beekeeper out that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> got a fucking windshield in the front of that bitch with a wiper on that motherfucker. Like, fuck no, I ain't fucking with none of y'all ass. <laughs> If you come to the first of all, if you came to my house with that damn hot ass suit on, 
you stand outside. Oh, no, no, my, shit, my shit climate control on the inside. You got a fan. Yeah. And you just sitting there, all you hear is a hum. Just a, look, you know how them, you know how them little inflatable Santa Clauses be in front of the house? That shit got that shit on the inside of that motherfucker. I'm in that bitch like. coming in looking like this. You you should be looking like one of the motherfuckers advertising on part of the car wash out that bitch. <laughs> Well, funny thing is, I saw a helmet that they had online, and it looked like one of those welding helmets that they had, and they had like a vent in the back, and it's like it went it went over your shoulders. It looked like something from a sci-fi show. Hey, Christy, which way did they go? Went that way. Ladies and gentlemen. My hair hurts. With the windshield wiper. <laughs> <laughs> I am going, well, and I am <laughs> and Stella going out on the town today. And so we're going to see this in the movie theater. And um, it's um, going to be exciting and fun for us. Well, uh, just know that ain't none of our asses coming around your ass for at least two weeks. That's fine. I'm still <laughs> going to be. I'm still going to have a, a enjoy myself. Listen, I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> probably going to be the only ones in there, <laughs> right? Because everybody's scared. More they for me. Down, uh, they closed down Center Bistro. It's gone. Yeah, they. they oh shit. There. Well, I knew that was going. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of shit missing because um uh, <laughs> uh what's his name uh Brandon Scott said that all the shit was shutting down at five o'clock. All the like restaurants, all restaurants. Yeah, yeah, restaurants and stuff got to close at five. So like any of those little mom and pop shops. Well, it makes sense because when they went like on the contact trace and it wasn't coming from Walmart, it was coming from the day in bars and restaurants. I mean, mm. real shit, a restaurant kind of filthy if you really think about it. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's <laughs> moist and it's food and people open their mouths and talking and laughing. And... Ew, I hate that word. You said it's moist. Moist. <laughs> everything in that bitch moist. You ever go in the restaurant and they wipe down everything with that mildew rag and the whole yeah, thing? Look, the bit, that's, the, that's the fucking bar rag. That's just my, like, the whole like permanent thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in there, don't even want to eat a Mm. And you know that rag is old. The rag dirty. You know how they got a slime on it. So think about think about how, it. So well, think about, think about how many bars that you drunk from that had that mildew rag. No, and they wiped yeah. out the cup. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Like a frosted glass when they finish cleaning. You wonder why you got diarrhea all the time when you're constipated all the time. You got more probiotics in your gut than you supposed to have. <laughs> they in there warring with each other. <laughs> it looked like hey, nigga, what you know what movie? What's that movie? Glory. It looked like glory in there. <laughs> the Confederates in that motherfucker. Get me oh, this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Confederates. And look, they wore gray. Like the rain. Like the rain. It's a conspiracy. The gray clothes with the gray rain. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> you sitting there, mm, I got a headache. I bet you mm-hmm. did. You got mold growing right. up the <laughs> Well. <laughs> I look like a tea tree dish in that bitch. <laughs> Why my shit always green? <laughs> oh, 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 God. Oh, God. 
Well, we're back on shit, and so <laughs> seems like that we always have at lie. least one shit call a week. Yes, before we close, I have I want to use your what was the question that you posted, Christy? Uh, is all is it is it really all fair in love and war? No. I think it is. They, the the quote is "All's fair in love and war," meaning right. I can do whatever the fuck I want you to you in order to get love or war. Or war, right? <laughs> exactly. So, Sadly, it is all fair because people do some wild shit to people. <laughs> for love. <laughs> shit. I had, I had a chick do something real mean just to think that she was gonna keep me. Oh, oh dang. Yeah, no, Lord. War. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Because this is a thin line. <laughs> My life today. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. It's going to fuck now. <laughs> So you say it's it's all fair in love and war. Uh, From the looks of it, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I'm it, depends. it depends. It depends. It depends. Did some dirty shit to keep somebody or to get somebody. Yeah. You. I mean, if my thing is, it it's fair if I don't manipulate it to happen. So if it happens, if you said, is it fair? Hmm? What? Never said if it was right. Is it fair? I mean, it's fair because it's love and war. I mean, shit. I mean, what's more powerful than that? Love and war. That shit. Ain't they two sides of the same goddamn coin? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) On the front line. Only in love and war. (laughs) Only in love and war. You got. Let me tell you. First of all, that but that peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> I know. Is in there. Look, and let me tell you something. Keaton started singing and shooting. <laughs> got a nice gloss. Yeah, you know he, he, got, he, got a, look, he got a nice gloss <laughs> over his forehead. He like. He got a nice the golden glow. glow. He got the a nice heat glow. to that thing. Okay. Okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be where you is in a few <laughs> more minutes. <laughs> you said in two, three, four, and we're off. In a few more minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be right there. Dang. That shit's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it is, as always, been a wonderful time. <laughs> with you all socialites, <laughs> but I have to let you know that we've come to the end. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's the end. Are you saying that's the end, or are we really being said, told it's the end because you're just trying to go out and... Yeah, because he do have a habit of doing that. Uh-huh. 
Well, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of column A. Okay. Well, then whatever. I mean, shit. If you want to leave us, go ahead and leave us. You ain't got to try to sugarcoat shit for us. We can accept it for what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker really shook up for what it is. Hey. I got this song. Somebody got a song. Oh. Somebody I'm about to say, somebody posting, putting that. Is that Tamar? Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> Look, that was his shit. Everybody hold their head down. Let us pray. Oh. Oh. Let us pray. If, you, if you're tuning in, this is the Cocktail Social. I'm your host, Blue Waters. These are my socialites. This is Be Exposed Radio. And we do this every Friday at 7 p.m. Grab your cocktails. Join us next week when we'll be doing another cocktail social hour. Until then, (laughs) bye-bye. Say goodbye, y'all. See y'all. We all dumb as shit. (laughs) 